0: What a good song, everyone, everyone. God. Good, evening. good evening, I'd like to thank you all of you that uh, all you prayed about uh, uh, the last week we went to uh, Hunt Valley Church and it was such a wonderful experience and the love and the care the people showed and it was such a wonderful to be in one more family, mm-hmm. you know every church is a family And uh, as you know, I mean, from my life, from where the sinner I was and to call for some mission conference and uh, and it was my first mission conference. So it was uh, exciting, nervousness, and it's different to speak at the home church and then to speak in such a big church where, uh, you know, So, but God took care and all of your prayers was there. I was nervous, very much nervous, but then when, I, when we rely on God, you, when you don't do by your own strength, you know, then God helps. And he took care of us, but the love and uh, uh, the care the people showed of the church, Pastor Caleb and everyone. Plus, you know, I, I was just thinking as in our heart, I know that we don't deserve this. You know, I know for myself that I don't deserve it, but it's all because of the Christ you know, who can make that change. And thank you for Lord, and thank you for all of you who prayed. And it was the first mission conference where we went, and we shared our burden, and it was such a joyful, wonderful, and the blessed trip. So thank you for that. And uh, uh, as we start, I like to start with some joke, because I learned that Emma loves my joke. and She's, she's laughing already, so I'm not sure. She, do I need to say that, or she's done? Okay, so a minister told his congregation, Next week, I plan to preach about the sin of lying. To help you understand my sermon, I want you all to read Mark 17. The following Sunday, as he prepared to deliver his sermon, the minister asked for a show of hands. He wanted to know how many had read Mark 17. Several went up. The minister smiled and said, Mark has only 16 chapters. I will now proceed with my sermon on the sin of lying. <laughs> that was wonderful. I know. Emma, did you like it? <laughs> okay, let's turn to Exodus 17. Uh, today's topic we are discussing about strengthen your brethren. Uh, Exodus 17 will go. Uh, before we start, before I read for you, I will pray and then gets into a word of God. Father, we love you. Thank you, my Lord. Thank you, my Jesus, for this wonderful day. Thank you for the morning service, and uh, thank you, my Lord, that give us uh, you gave us one more opportunity to plant the seed of the gospel to many's heart, my Lord. And now we pray, my Lord, uh, that the uh, convict them, my Lord, as we planted the seed, that many should come to know the knowledge of uh, uh, you, my Lord, that they should accept you, my Lord. And uh, thank you for uh, the effort which this church has uh, planted and many has come. And it's all because of you. Thank you again. Be with this evening service. Bless me. Be, uh, give me the knowledge, wisdom, and the word to pray and to share, to share your word. Be with every one of us that we should grow in your grace. Thank you again for what you have done for us. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> Exodus chapter 17, 8 to 13. I will read it for you. Then came Amalek and fought with Israel and Rephidim. And Moses said unto Joshua, Choose out out men and go out, fight with Amalek tomorrow. I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses had said to him and fought with Amalek and Moses. Moses and Aaron and her went up to the top of the hill. Verse 17 says, And it came to pass, when Moses held up his hand, that Israel prevailed, and when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands were heavy, and they took a stone and put it under him. And he sat thereon, And Aaron and her stayed up his hand, the one on the one side and the other on the other side, and his hands were steady, until the going down of the sun, and verse 13 says, And Joshua discomfited Amalek and his people with the age of the sword. What a wonderful chapter, as we see. And I think a uh, pastor preached on this chapter two weeks before. When uh, I was reading this chapter earlier, there was one thought which uh, it came into my mind. And I was preparing for some other chapter, but then I think God moved my heart to this particular thought, there, which was long back and i thought i uh, uh, i think it was god will for me to uh, preach on this the first one we uh, the point which i want to bring up is the faith the faith that moses had not into the rod but into god that when I, when i will when you guys will go lord will help us lord will provide us so his faith was completely into the Lord, that during this difficult time where we have the enemy in front of us, that Lord will provide. Now how that situation that happened in the Old Testament helps us here, as you see, the Old Testament is nothing but the image of the what's coming, right? The New Testament, like Jesus. It is the shadow of what, of what it is coming. So everything into the Old Testament relates with our life. And now in this particular example, we have the enemy, an enemy, devil, where we all of us, we fight. We all cannot be sufficient by with our own understanding and our own strength. So everywhere, wherever we go, wherever we do the work of a lord we need the faith as he says without faith it is impossible to please god so the enemy whenever it comes in our spiritual life we have to make sure our faith is not in us on what we do but our faith is in god here if you see moses did not say that hey you know what this rod if you remember With this rod, I was able to take out the water from this uh, stone or the rock. Now this rod is so magical stick that now when I will hold up, it will help you to fight the battle. It was not that. It was like Lord will provide you, but have a faith in Lord. And then when you have the faith in Lord, then whatever battle we have in our life, We will sustain. We can have a victory in Christ. Now his faith was completely into the Lord. Now there, if you see, the task was to accomplish, to accomplish the battle. Right now, the task, what we have, is reached to the community here. Now, God appointed Moses, right? God appointed Moses over Israel. The same way. Right now, in every church or local church, which is a true church, God appoints every pastor. He appoints every leader to take care of that congregation. The leader has a faith, always, and has to be, have the faith in Christ. That whatever he does, whatever he do, is because of Christ and Christ will help him. Now, if you see then that days there was a uh, there was a battle there was a task to accomplish to win that battle here the battle is even in fact more bigger everywhere around us if you see there is the darkness which is holding back the people where the gospel cannot be reached or it or the devil always fight for such churches where it stand to preach the gospel to the world or to the community so, so, there is always a constant battle between, between, the, between the church and the spiritual battle between the devil which will not want the church to be so active. Now, whenever a pastor wants, any pastor wants this church to be the lighthouse, though it is easy to say hey, we can be a lighthouse over here, But that is such a difficult task. Now we have to fight the battle, right? It is not so easy to go out and to share the gospel. It is not so easy for every one of us to do our job. We have to fight our own. What are the three enemies we have? We have the enemy within, we have the enemy in the world, we have the enemy devil. The three enemies we fight and that hold us back. But the faith, but the faith will lead us. Now, like Moses, right? The Moses, got, he has a faith, he has a vision that if he hold the rod, if he hold the rod, he can fight that battle. The same way when the pastor has been given some uh, vision that, hey, we will be doing the bus ministry. We will be lighthouse to this community. We are doing the friends day. We are doing whatever we can in our ability to reach this community, that is a heavy task. That is a heavy task where it's not like he gets just dream, oh, let me do that. No, God fills him when he has a connection with God, when he has a a burden of the dying soul. He He has that desire always to fight this battle. Now he has a vision how to reach this community, how I can reach these people, what must I can do to invite more people to the church, what must I can do various ways. And if you see the church, that is what we do, we have different ministries, what is the ultimate aim for that, to reach the unsafe. Now when this vision is given to the pastor, it is a heavy burden. It is a heavy burden that it cannot be accomplished by himself alone. He cannot just go and say, hey, you know what? I am trying to do that. It is not a single person job. When a church, a church is a family that works together. Now when the burdens gets heavy, the more you try to reach to the people, The more is the struggle or the more is the uh, curious the battle is. Because as you know, devil always will, if you visualize, if you just say the devil must be very active in this church, rather than in such church where there is no burden for dying souls. Because he wants to stop what he is doing, right? He wants no. this church is very active. I want to do something. That I can cut short or I can have these people stop. So point here is he's very active. The burden is very heavy. The struggle is very more. Now understand apart from this a pastor or a leader of any church has so many of work to do. When I say the work to do I mean he is appointed as a pastor, as a leader, as a church pastor. So he has so much things other thing to do. In his life, he's a continuous machine that should be working. Not only he fights with his own struggle, but he also fights with the disappointments. And there are, as you see, there are a lot many things I can count. Right now I am in not that position, but I can see, I can sense how much is difficult to be a pastor. It is not an easy job. Now, why I am saying you all this to let you know how big the burden is. It is not easy. It is not easy. Now if you see when Moses went first with the faith that God will help to provide me and when he raised his hand and if they was winning, what did Aaron and her did? Hey Moses, good job, good job. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, keep your hands up. No, the burden is heavy. He cannot be alone sustaining. Aaron and her, as we see in Exodus 17, 12, and Moses' hands were heavy. It is heavy when you do this job, when you are in this position. It is so heavy to perform this task. And then they took a stone and put it under him. And he sat there on, and Aaron and her stayed up his hand, the one on the one side and the other on the other side. As I said, it's not a one-person job. It's not a one-person job that, hey, because you are the leader, you are the pastor, you do it. We will come on Sundays. We will give the offering, tight and offering. It's not a one-person job. It is a collective effort. We all have to be in one accord. Every church has to be in one accord. That whatever the vision has been given to the pastor, like if you see, Aaron and her did not said, I don't know how it works. But let me tell you that thought comes to us also. I'm not sure if pastor says that, do it. I don't know if someone comes also. We never see people coming. We still have the same battle we do every day. They did not say that, I don't know what this Moses is doing. He just raising up his hand. How come he can win? Rather he take a sword, go into the battle. No, he relied on God and these people had a faith in Moses what he is doing because he is our leader. So God must be given him the vision. Let's trust him and follow in accord with him as he follow, as he follow, as he do his work will relying on God. I will go ahead and give him the hand. Trusting all, everything into his league because it cannot be a one person job. Hey, what you doing? I'm not sure because I did not have that vision. I'm not that position. But we are submitting. You tell us what, we, what you want us to do. You want us to do go this way? You want to go onto this app? You want to go into uh, this particular way to share that gospel, to knock the door, invite the friends, do the moms and tots, Whatever you want us, let us know. We will try our best to sub- support you so that you are not alone holding the hand. It is not a one-person job, it is not a pastor's alone job. He is a leader who is God appointed. Not everyone can be a leader, not everyone can be a head, but everyone is important. Right? So every thought comes to him and says, Hey, this is what we do so he does his part we does our part strengthening him now if we don't do that see i'm not preaching you because we don't do that in fact we have the successful example of what i'm talking this morning right why ha- why this was a successful because every one of us has invited someone a very perfect example That when we all walk in one accord, that there is something that takes place. And when we ask God, have faith God, we do our job, we do our duty, pastor is his duty. We walk together and that's the success we saw in the morning. To reach to the people, to reach, to share the gospel. Imagine how many people, half of the people must be not saved. They got an opportunity because, because of what? Pastor got a vision, that's why we have the vision here, right? That we have a year, this is what we'll be celebrating. This is what the days will be doing. This was the vision. Now the day came, it has been announced, hey, this is what it is. Invite your friends. We all said, okay, let me do that. Let me invite to the people. And the day came and the church was full. That was a perfect example that we had this morning. That when we walk in accord with everyone, sharing the burden and the success in Christ, because of Christ, he blessed our effort. And so I, I saw that's a very wonderful example, you know. It's, it's, and I see it's not easy also. That's where strengthening our brethren's faith to help him in every need, in not only in the spiritual need but also in his physical needs also, understand not everyone is same. Now here we are turning back from that uh, uh, particular uh, uh, what was the example to every individual of the family. See in a family, now we are talking about Christian brothers. We all are not same. Everyone has their own struggle. Everyone has in the own struggle. When I was a Christian, when I became Christian, and I was trying to walk and then trying to be uh, more of the spiritual, when I see some people, it is easy for me to get into that uh, proudness that hey, I I got saved so early. Now there are many who are saved so years. Why are they not doing like the way I do? It is so easy the pride to come into your heart. Because you don't understand what the other people is going through. Now, for that, Paul has, I, I want you to turn to Galatians. Bear one another's burden, Galatians 6.1. Where Paul has wrote a letter to these Galatians, our Christian brothers and sisters in Christ. He has explained us, as I said, we are switching the topic from, from how to help our pastor and how to help such a vision now to, to the individuals also galatians 6:1 says Brethren. if a man be overtaken in a fault ye which are spiritual restore such one as one in the spirit of meekness considering thyself lest thou also be tempted so he's trying to tell let me go back to the same example of the moses if you see though aaron has seen this all right he has witnessed everything. He has seen the strength. When you trust in God. And still you will see. That when Moses went. To get the commandments from God. He was the one helped the people. To build the molten cup. His faith did not stay. He said. I have seen everything. But now I don't see anything. He failed. Right he failed. Point I want to make is here is, we all need to be in faith in Christ and then it's not all are the same. Not all are the strength. That's why Paul has written over here about, let me give you an example. Say I have a family of five members. I cannot treat all my, my kids at the same level. I cannot expect, hey, because he's doing, you should be also be doing the same thing. I cannot do that, but I can motivate him, help him during his difficulties. And that's where Paul said, one in the spirit of meekness, and he says how to treat them. See, devil, if he feel like he cannot get the leader, he'll try to get a member. He'll try to get a member. He'll try very hard, right? As Bible said, it's a continuous spiritual battle. It's everyday battle. Now, if such a situation comes, and that's where Paul has mentioned, as Galatians 6:1, I read. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fall, ye which are spiritual, ye which are spiritual, the one who has more spiritual or who are more faith in, or, or who has walked a long way, and we, we, we know very well others' problem, he says, such kind of people restore such one in the spirit of meekness, Considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Galatians 6 2. Bear ye one another's burden, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if a man think himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceived himself. So, what he is trying to tell is here is, and as you know, he is talking about the Christian brother, and he is not talking to the world, that it may happen that. Someone may not be, it is easy for us to expect. It is easy for us, and that is right, expectation is not wrong, but then how we deal with, I cannot expect my wife to be the same as me, but I cannot expect that she should be the same always. My job is to teach her, hey, you know what, do you remember that day what you said? I think if you could have done this way, it could have been more better. What do you think? If I take a scale and say, Johan, what you did, and try hitting him, do you think he will change? He will not change. But the spirit of me saying, hey, Johan, you know what? Do you think that what you did is right? Oh, no. So let's do it this way. Because I definitely don't want, right, when I'm talking about the family, the church is also the family, but first you start with my family. How I deal with the problems. And that's where Paul talks about here that a spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted, bear ye one, another, uh, one another's burden, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Let's turn to Philippians 2, 2, 3. Philippians two 2.3, uh, to the Philippians also he wrote this letter. It means every letter, see, uh, I wrote for you, uh, I read for you Galatians. Now I'll read it Philippians. And then again I'll read Corinthians also. It means this is a very important to strengthen our brethren's faith. Not everyone is the same. Help him in his spiritual battle. But not only help him. But he explain how to help him. How to do that. Philippians 2.3 Let nothing be done through the strife or vanguilary. But in loneliness of mind. Let each esteem other than themselves. See. As I mentioned, when I, when I go to my online church, there are many people. I expect something from them. I expect it is easy for me, for the people who are one year old, as coming to and uh, hearing the messages, to see some improvement. As a person, or if God appoints me as a leader, it was God's plan, Otherwise, me sitting in here in U.S., I sometimes wonder how is it possible that 2025 call in every Saturday, it was the plan of God to connect these people together so that they can hear the gospel. Now, it is very easy for me to get into that pride that, hey, I'm preaching you. Don't you understand what I did? I spoke to you. I don't see. See, that's where, and if I do that, it is the next moment the guy will go off, and I have seen that happening, Right? Sometimes your intention is not the same. But the person if he is not saved. Or the person we don't know. We are not in his step. That what he is dealing with. And what will happen is. The devil will try to swift inside. That is what his job is. If he did not get the leader. He will try to get a member. Break it anyway. It is a continuous battle. If I get not get him try to get him. If I did not get the pastor, try to get his wife. If I don't get the pastor's wife, try to get his, uh, his son. If he does not get that, see who are in the congregation, who are the helping him, who are the helping him. do something to shake that. Because if he does not that, we are shaking him through Christ. So it is a constant battle and that's where I divided this message in two things. How first, the leader that we have to support, and then when we are inside the church, as a family, as a family everywhere, how we should make sure we strengthen our brother faith whenever there is a problem, how we deal it. I'm not telling that we have the problem, as I said, that's why preaching, but we have to be very, very careful. Second Corinthian one i I'll read it for you. Again, Paul has mentioned with the same... Uh, with the same agenda if you see 2nd Corinthians 12, 2nd Corinthians 1.12. For our rejoicing is this. So it's telling what is our rejoicing is. The testimony of our conscience. We don't come to please the pastor. We don't come here to hey do you know how I did. Now in a simple way in a funny way it's fine but intention in conscience we are supposed to please our savior we don't do what we do because we want to show our pastor how we good are now when you please the savior it is by default the other will be happy by it right you don't have to please a simple uh, any person that see what you do uh, what i am doing see others are not doing no the point the center is the christ he is the one who deserves all glory he is the one even, who gives you the crown so everything is him so he's saying the testimony of conscience so what i point here is we have to check ourselves did i did what i actually was supposed to do did i did my best no matter who says what did i did my best and when we do that and when you get the an answer Because, see, we are connected with the one family, with the one spirit. And God, if wrong, chastens his sons, his children. Right? And when we do that, how we should do that? That in simplicity and godly sincerity. When we walk with Christ, it is very difficult for the children of God to cheat themselves. It will not happen. If you are sliding back, if you got away, as Bible mentioned, you can grieve the Holy Spirit. If you are moving back, very sliding, then it will happen. But as long as, and it should be, that when we are walking with God, you cannot cheat yourself. You know very well what you spoke. You know what the thought in your mind is. If that is happening to you, it is on, your, on the right track that i know what i spoke i know what i am thinking is wrong i know what the word i said is wrong you are going on the right path so it is very necessary for us to be a connected and once you have that then is the testimony of the conscience that what i did is right that in simplicity and godly sincerity not with fleshly wisdom but by the grace of god we have our, had our conversion in the conversation in the world And more abundantly to you word. So it is very much necessary. When our Christian brethren. See if you ask me the order of it. It will. If it goes other way. Meaning is first you check on yourself. Did I did what is right? Did I did my best today? Whatever God has appointed me. To do. Did I did my best today? That is the testimony of your conscience. To validate yourself. And that should be always there. That's where we, what we do. Every morning we pray to God to help us. We cannot do with our own strength. Help me Lord. You know what will be my battle today. You know everything. Help me rely on him. And then he talks with you and walks with you and he helps you. And that's where your heart, when it's connected with him, he fills you. No matter what the battle says. And when you do that, all other things, when, when such kind of people, and that's what we all should be, that is the expectation of the Christ, that once we have, and this church is filled with that, such kind of people, and that's where I said, when we do start with there, then we join the vision, what the, it gives to pastor. We join in one accord, we share the burden, and that's where we get the success. But we don't stop here. But that is a perfect example today God gave us. Hey, when you all start together, when you all start together, reach everyone, do whatever you're supposed to do in your good conscience, you try your effort. And I will bless your effort. And that's how we all in our Christian walk, we should walk every time to reach to the people. It's not an easy task. You have to deal, as I said, three enemies. First is within. Second is in the world. Third is the devil. We have to make sure we know that. That what are we fighting with? But above all, Christ, as the pastor mentioned, we are having the resurrection day. I'm done here, but I want to explain you, right? The day that has happened, we are here. Right? He has won the victory. And because of that victory, when we all walk with one accord, we can have the victory through Christ. Praise God. Pastor.
1: Exactly what happened this morning, you know we' all working together, and it doesn't work if I try to do it by myself and and that's that's why I also know that I can't take the credit for anything that happens either because it would never work if it was just me out here doing it by myself so uh God gets all the glory for it because we're all working together to please him and so uh great message great message let's pray father we love you give we thank you for how you how you blessed this morning I thank you for those that were in the service, I do thank you for the efforts that were put in by everybody that that worked to bring somebody out. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, I know that there was there's a lot of people who worked to bring people out that didn't see any results, and sometimes that's the way that it is. And uh, it's still our responsibility. So, and it's still our responsibility to plow the field. And we celebrate together all the successes. If somebody brought somebody and was able to see that happen, it's you that brought them, and it's it's the efforts of everybody collectively that does it. And God, what we are, are excited to see is what you're going to continue to do in this church and uh, the families that you'll continue to bring in and the, uh, the workers that you'll continually uh, put in, in, in this church that will help us to, to reap the harvest. And God, I pray that you help us to be focused on, on above all, pleasing you and that, uh, that our efforts would be uh, not so we can try to impress other people, not so we can <clears throat> make ourselves feel better, but so we can please you. And, God, when that's our goal, when that's our mindset, when that's our desire, then that's exactly what's going to happen. And I do pray the same thing for this building that we're trying to get into as well. God, I, I pray that you're you you going to have to show yourself strong. You're going to have to uh, uh, just uh, bless our faith and our uh, answer our prayers in these matters. God, I, again, it's, it's completely you. And we know that when it happens, it's going to be because you did it. And so I, I pray that you would. Uh, allow that but God I pray that it would give us a greater opportunity to reach more people for you and I do I thank you for the message tonight I pray that you just use it to work on our hearts and we'll thank you for what you do in Jesus name amen if you would send it